The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Welcome to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCoon. I serve as pastor of Zion Church. We're a congregation of believers who trust in the simple message of God's sovereign grace, where families come together to worship God in spirit and in truth through the simplicity of preaching, praying, and singing. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. If you live in the Gordo area or if you are visiting in the area, please join us for worship. We meet every Sunday at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on the first and third Wednesday evenings at 630 p.m. Yesterday, we heard the first half of a sermon preached by Elder John Morgan Owens on the topic of orphans. As we said in the introduction yesterday, this was a very weighty sermon, and it caused me a lot of self-reflection, and it should cause all of us to think about what role we play in a society where so many are orphaned and where abortion is legal. We have been praying for many years that Supreme Court ruling on abortion would be overturned, and it appears that it might be overturned soon. But even if it is, our job doesn't end there. We need to be prepared to show a godly love toward all those in need, including the orphans and all those who are born into desperate circumstances. Today we conclude the message by Brother John Morgan entitled Orphans, and I pray that we will think about some of the things that he said, and I hope it motivates us to display more fully the love of God to others that are in our lives. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit. that showed me the love of God. How I, how I taste and I see and I feel the love of God. It was my mother. The way she loved me. And my father. And there are people that don't have that. But you know what? We can be 
the love of God to somebody. We can be the love of God to some of these children that have never seen it before. And it's so sad, it's so terrible that you've got children that come up in these homes that are broken, that are torn apart, and they grow up not believing or trusting that anybody could love them for who they are. And so what do they do? (laughs) They believe that that's what they deserve. They internalize it. They make it about them. It's their fault. And so they go off and they find somebody to have a child with and they repeat the process over and over again. You know what we need to be doing? We need to be uh, ready praying for those opportunities to be the love of God to those people. I encounter people in court very often. Maybe it's a a cycle of domestic violence, which is often uh, born out of these kind of situations of of fatherless, of absentee fathers, of of fathers who it would have been better that they would have been orphans. Right, that their father would have just passed away. And then they come up into situations where they feel like, I don't deserve any better treatment. And so they, they date or they get married or whatever to this you know, meth head guy that's going to continue the process. And I want to just take them and say, you realize that you deserve better treatment than this? I tell, that's a... That is one of the things that I tell every single one of my victims. Because they always come and they always have a problem and then they always come and they want to have their case dismissed. You know, maybe, maybe because whatever his name is, is, is mad at them, you know. And so then they dismiss their case. And, and before, I, before I agree to dismiss it, I go up there and I make sure that she knows. <laughs> Listen. You deserve better than this, okay? That you do not have to go through this weird dating relationship and endure this just because you were abused as a child, okay? It's sad. It breaks my heart. And we need to be, as the church of God, as His people, aware of His love, we need to be the love of God to these people, okay? And we all know people in this situation. We all have friends or, or, or at least acquaintances that we know of that are in this situation. I'm not saying that you have to do something dramatic. I'm just saying be the love of God for that person, okay? So that's us, okay? <laughs> that's us and our condition and our situation. We are the abandoned children in this world. Let's go to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, I love this. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. He has purchased us. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. It is so amazing to me and comforting to me that God would be possessive of me, right? 
that He would be jealous of us. That even though we are in this condition, He comes and He redeems us, He purchases us, purchases us, and then He calls us by our names. And He says, you are mine. <laughs> Man, that the God of glory would look down and would be jealous and possessive of me. That's, that is the God that we are going to worship forever. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even fathom that God would love us that way. And then in Romans 8, he gives us this imagery here in verse 15. It says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You know, the Lord, when He uh, saw you before the foundation of the world, and He chose you, He elected you, and then He predestinated you, He set your destiny to be in heaven with Him and glory, conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. He adopted us. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That we as orphaned children would be sitting there alone, abandoned, destitute, and that the wealthiest, wisest, kindest person being in the world would come up and would say, I want to adopt you. It's pretty amazing. We've all read the uh, stories about, you know, uh, you know, little orphan Annie and those others where these you know, kids are in the orphanage and they're waiting for their parents. Can you imagine that God shows up and he comes to you and he says, I, I want to adopt you. And I want you to come home with me and to be in the palace. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed you all the best food in the world. I'm going to give you all the best clothes, everything that you want because you are mine. That's amazing. Also in Ephesians 1, we read this also. I'm going to read this for us and then I'm going to give us a few examples and we'll close. Ephesians 1 and verse 5 says this, Having predestinated us, unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. <laughs> that He would adopt you as children and that it would be according to the good pleasure of His will. It was because He wanted to do it. Isn't that amazing? Alright, so let's look at a few examples. A few examples of people in Scripture who were orphaned or perhaps were abandoned, we'll begin with Lot. Okay, that's the first one that I could, I could sort of think of. Uh, Lot, I don't, I don't really know the status of his mother and father, but I do know this, is that he was away from them and he was with Abraham. Okay, so for, the, for all intents and purposes, Lot is, is a motherless and fatherless child okay 
He has nobody to count on but Abraham. Okay? Thank the Lord for people in this life, in this world, who will be influences for us for good. Right? Who will, who will stand there in the gap for us when nobody else will and will be a father figure for us. Okay? We need more of that. We need more of that in our communities. We need examples of the right way and of the love of God. That's what Abraham was. As a matter of fact, Abraham, as an image of God, got Lot out of trouble multiple times. Right? <laughs> Lot goes down, he gets captured. Abraham, who was just, you know, just an extremely wealthy uh, vagabond, basically living out in tents, he happens to have a force of troops that is able to overcome several kings. Okay, so we're talking about the power of God and God's blessings on Abraham. Even though he didn't live in a, in a walled city, yet he had a force that was able to overcome the armies of this world. He got Lot out of trouble, then Lot goes and gets back in trouble, and then Abraham intercedes for Lot out of love. Next person I could think of is Joseph. Now, Joseph, he had a father, all right? That was one of his problems, is that he had a father who uh, was not a good father, okay? Because he placed all of his affection on Joseph. And so, Joseph was hated by everybody else, you know? Having favorite children is not a good idea. Uh, so they, he, he gives Joseph the coat of many colors. <laughs> he, uh, he, lay, he lavishes all these good things on Joseph because Joseph was his chosen one. <clears throat> he was the golden child. And uh, so when Joseph gets thrown into the pit because his brothers hate him, and then he gets sold into slavery, guess what has effectively happened to Joseph? He is a fatherless and motherless child. There is nobody on this world that cares anything about Joseph where he is, as he is a captive. I mean, he has nothing to offer anybody. They're going to, they're going to buy him as a slave. He is, he's not bringing any uh, inheritance, any gold. he's not bringing anything good with him to the table. He is an orphan child. This is exactly the kind of person that God tells us to care for. In James 1 and 27, it says, True religion and undefiled before God is this, is to care for the fatherless and the widows in their need. Isn't that amazing? He says, you want to really be a, a disciple of me? If you want to be real about the way that you love and show forth the love of Christ, it's not about giving to things that are going to give you a return. It's not about helping people that are going to return the favor. It's about helping the people that will never, ever have a chance to repay you. That widow that fatherless child, they're in a situation where they are never going to be able to fully recover out of the damage that was done to them. 
They're never going to be able to crawl out of that financial well that they're in. Okay? But you can support them and encourage them and love them even though it is not going to give you anything in return other than to feel the love of your God again. So Joseph is out there, but yet God, just like he has with us, just like he has with all these examples, God did not abandon Joseph, even though his family did, and, and raised him up. We'll come to Moses. Moses was essentially, once again, effectively a fatherless and motherless child because of some unjust law where the children of a certain age had to be killed. And his family, his family said, we will not abide by that, okay? Now, we learned something here. We, as God's people, ought to abide by the laws of the land. We all know that. We never advocate for unrest. <laughs> we never advocate for intentionally breaking laws and protests or whatever the case may be. That is not who we are uh, required to be as, as God's people. We are to pay our taxes. We are to do these things. But now, if there comes a law that is in direct opposition to the law of God, for, for example, when, when Moses... Uh, when, when they were instructed to kill all of the children, the, the, the young men of a certain age, that is a law that is in direct opposition to God's law. God has always valued human life, period. That would be an appropriate time for us to say, okay, you know, come jail, come whatever, I cannot abide by that law. But God did not abandon Moses. What about Ruth? Ruth, in a sense, was fatherless and widowed, okay? Because she was taken from her family. And she was married. And then her, her husband passed. You know, so you've got a situation where she is absolutely helpless and abandoned. But God took her up, right? We began reading this morning by saying, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Samuel. Now this is a, this is a touching one right here. He is effectively fatherless and motherless. And it's, you know that it broke Hannah's heart. She prayed to God that, that he might bless her to have a child. And she said, you know, I will give him to you. And the Lord uh, gave her that child. And he, she gave him up to the Lord. Man, how, how gut-wrenching is that? That she finally has this blessing of God. And, it, and you know that Samuel is the world to her. And she gives him to the Lord. So he's there in the temple with Eli, who was not a very good father. <laughs> and so he's effectively fatherless and motherless, but yet who takes him up? 
God takes him up. God, as a matter of fact, calls to him in the night and says, Samuel, Samuel. And he answers that. And the Lord blessed Samuel greatly. Mephibosheth is another example. I've tried to preach on that multiple times. He was, he was made fatherless from war. And, and then David, his enemy, adopted him and, and blessed him and gave him all these riches. Such a beautiful image of, of us in adoption. What about Esther? Queen Esther, who was uh, fatherless. She, she had a father figure, but she had no father, no natural father. And yet the Lord took her up and blessed her. There was another example that I could think of in Scripture that brings me to my knees. Another person who experienced abandonment of their father. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine it? One of, one of the worst things, you hear these absolute horror stories from children, from, from people who have grown up. You know, it's tragic when a child loses their parents from death. That's, that's heartbreaking. It's tragic when a child grows up in a home without a parent that's just never been there. And they, they never knew their parent. But you know what's even more heartbreaking than that? You hear these stories of, of children that remember the day that they saw their father or their mother for the last time and they just walked away and left them. But yet, <laughs> I haven't experienced that. That is, that is a hurt that I have never experienced. I thank the Lord for that. But that is a hurt that Jesus Christ experienced for me on the cross as He sat there in my filth, as the, as the blood guilt of my sins was on Him. And what did He do? He cried out to His Father and His Father walked away. And left him there. And he was abandoned, fatherless, effectively on that cross for me, for you. Now that is a depth of pain that we will never experience because he experienced it for us. In that he was willing. He was willing to go through that for you. And not only that, but God the Father who loves, he loves his son, okay? It's not as if he's a, he, um, this message is about God being an absentee father. That's not, you obviously know that. It's because of his love for you that he was willing to abandon his own son. Now that is love beyond comprehension. That he would be able to endure the pain of leaving his son abandoned there in suffering and in agony because he saw me. He saw you. And his love for you made it okay with him, made it worth it 
for him to endure that abandonment. That is amazing. There's no words that I can say to justify such an amazing love that he would have for us. And so for you fatherless and you motherless uh, abandoned children, and for those of us who have had good parents but have been abandoned by the fathers and the mothers of this world that have been abandoned by our father Adam in sin and left destitute for those fathers or mothers who maybe have abandoned their children. The love of God for you is so great that He would experience abandonment for you and then, and then go through with it. Experiencing that wrenching of his heart just like Hannah experienced as she gave up her only child that was everything to her. God gave up his only son that was the delight of his world of all the things that he experienced. It was all for him. You realize that all of creation was all Gifts that God was given to Jesus Christ. I mean, that He loves Him as the apple of His eye, but yet He would abandon Him for me. That's amazing. That He would abandon Him because of the sins that we have committed, the sins that you committed when, when you abandoned your children, the sins you committed when... Uh, you may perhaps conceived your children, whatever it is. God is a God of love. We ought not to be harsh. We stand at a point in our society where we have the opportunity to step up into the role of being the love of God to people. We're at, we're at a point where we may have the ability to say as a state, no abortions allowed. Sure, people are going to forum shop. They're going to go to some other state if they have to. But many people, it's going to be cost prohibitive. And you know what that means? There's going to be little children out there that need the love of God displayed to them. There's already people out there that need the love of God displayed to them. You know what they don't need? Nobody needs to be reminded of the sins and the brokenness and whatever they bear to get themselves into those kind of situations. Okay? The Lord will deal with us on those things and remind us of those and also remind us that they are paid for in the blood of Christ. What do we need to do? We need to be agents of peace, agents of love in the midst of this broken and, and fatherless and motherless world. I hope and I pray that that's an encouragement to you. It's been a very heavy weight to be carrying around waiting to preach it to you. Uh, I pray that we might uh, take it and with the Lord's help uh, be the love of God uh, to His people. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. 
I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.